Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. Hopefully this episode will make you not want to cry when you have to answer the question, what is your salary expectations? Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma, I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you guys all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em and welcome back everyone. Em, who are we shouting out this week? This week we would like to give a big Super shoot your shot shout out to Louisa. She says, hi, ladies, wanted to say a big thank you from New Jersey for all your amazing tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge for the job search. She used our catchphrase, so triple points to her. She said, I just got a job offer yesterday for my first full time job out of uni with a salary of more than I even asked for. You both made the process a lot less intimidating and gave me so much confidence along the way. Keep up the great work and thanks again. That makes me so happy. What a good student. And I love the behind the scenes knowledge. (laughs) That's getting into everyone's brain. I love that. But I also just am so happy for her on a personal level because getting that first job out of uni, nothing compares to that feeling. It's like everything you've worked for finally pays off. So congratulations, Louisa. We're so proud of you. Yeah. And also that's the hardest job that you'll ever have to get is that first one. As soon as you've got even like six months of experience, it's so much easier. So if that's you, hang in there. And if that's not you and you want results like that, check out Sarah's one-on-one sessions. You can find out all about them at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. Did you like that segue? That was smooth. That was so smooth. Every month, we actually choose one of our Shoot Your Shout Out listeners to receive a gift box. Follow us on Instagram to see who actually wins that. We post there once a month to announce the winner. Now, this episode is a good one, if I do say so myself, because I think at one time or another, everyone has been victimized by this in their job search. Here it is. If the job you're going for doesn't have a fixed salary, we know from our episode on negotiating salary that you need to have a number ready when a recruiter asks you what your salary expectations are. But sometimes you need help to work out what that should be. How are you meant to know? And you're worried about if you ask for too much, will you be way out of their bracket and rule yourself out for the role? Or if you don't ask for enough, is that company thinking, Major bag alert, major bag alert, bag, bag alert. Major bag alert. We're going to get this person for so cheap. My boyfriend the other weekend, we went to our local cafe, which we go there like 
way too much. And he was like, every time they see us walk in, bag alert, major bag alert. I just love it. It's stuck in my head. Also, you know the TikTok audio, the me, 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 me. Does anyone know that? I don't think that's trending. That just must be your for you page. Meowing and woofing. No, no, it's trending. My head all day is just high-pitched kitten meowing. Go and look it up if you don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway. And you guys who keep telling us that you're going to keep listening after you get a job because you love our banter, well, we blame you for this random interlude. Anyway, let's get back into it. That's enough comedic relief. First of all, it's really annoying when they don't just say a fixed salary because it makes it so much easier because then you can be like, oh, that's what they're offering. That just, you know, I'm not even going to bother or that's pretty good or I could negotiate a bit more. But it really kind of leaves you in the dark when you have no idea and then you have to prepare. But fear not. This is how you research what your salary could be. So first of all, I wanted to give some background and explain some of the ways that companies even set their salary brackets or their budget or however they've worked out what the role is worth. In large companies, you'll find that they have like a compensation team who literally looks after all of this and they purchase industry surveys from companies whose job it is to do that. So Mercer is an example of that. What you have to do is you actually have to upload all of your employees' data anonymously, tell them which job level they're in, how many years experience, all this kind of stuff, upload it all anonymously, pay a fee, and then each year you get the data from all the other companies' who also submitted their data. And what you get for that is for a particular job, say it might be a salesperson at a particular level or like an admin assistant for a particular size company, they look at the midpoint of the market. That will be how they set their compensation for a particular job is by looking at what the market is actually paying. It's important to note that these surveys are company reported data. So they're actually really great solid data of what the market's doing and you won't have access to that kind of data. So you're never going to be able to know exactly what the company's kind of budget is, but we can get kind of close by doing a few different things. Yes, true, but others may just have an actual budget and maybe that's how they work out the salaries. Some, it may be a fixed salary, you know, for 10 years, the person that's been in that position, that's just what they're paid. Or they may be flexible depending on your requirements. They might say, you know, salary negotiable, salary varies based on experience, which we love. Exactly. And so there's a few different ways that they will look at it. A lot of companies will just base it on what they can afford not necessarily what the market rates are and they don't have like a compensation strategy. It's just based on what they can afford, what finance told them they were allowed to spend for that role or what they got it approved at. Yeah, which is sad. That sucks. Yeah. So there are a few ways that companies set the budget that they're looking for for a role and that's the data that they use. Now, what can you use? Yeah. Boring context out of the way. This is what we can use. So firstly, work out your generic job title. You know, I'm a radio journalist or a journalist. Sarah is HR recruitment, you know. HR business partner is what they would call it. Yeah, but you've got to work out if in your company they call it people and culture expert or something like that. Well, that's not your generic job title. You've got to work out what you would be called in the broader market. Every company is going to have slightly different job titles, but try and make it as generic as you can. You can search jobs for this. You can look at job descriptions of other roles and find something that's the closest. And then we're going to head to the interwebs. We love that place. Type into Google, 
do an Indeed salary search or Glassdoor or Talent.com. So wherever you are around the world, Indeed, Glassdoor and Talent.com will be able to give you an idea of salary. There might be something else more local. I actually would encourage you to just put into Google your job title, salary, plus the city that you live in. And that will give you an idea of all these links and stuff and you can go through there. Try and find reputable sources if you haven't ever heard of it to look for a job before. It might not be a good place to look. The way that these companies get their data is by people going on there and saying, I earn this much, which obviously people can lie about that, right? I can go in there and be like, I'm a radio journalist and I earn double Emma's salary and type that in. And that's going to mess up their data now because they think I'm being paid this ridiculous salary, right? So the data is not perfect is what I'm saying, but they can help provide you a bit of context and a bit of a range, particular to your location too. The city that you're in, the country that you're in makes a big difference. Definitely. And then you can head to a recruitment agency's salary guide. So in Australia, Hayes do one. You just search up salary guide, your city. And look for recruitment agencies that provide salary guides. So these, again, it's a little bit more structured because you've got a company that's actually doing some surveying. Again, not quite at the level of what an employer gets. These are all still self-reported salaries, but handy to have that information. And you can look at your city, your particular job title, and work out what range that they've got as well. Compare it. You'll see a big gap in all of these. Like if you were looking for a particular job title, maybe it was like senior radio presenter or something like that. You might find one job says 70,000 is the average salary. Another site that you look on says the average salary is 95,000. You're like, hold on a second. That's a big gap. Like how is it that big? So it is going to be tricky to narrow it down, but at least it's giving you a bit of a range that you can work in, right? Ballpark. Yeah. Hey, job hunters, big news. Our all new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one on one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step by step by step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits, and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. You can also use the search function on a job board to filter by a salary. So you're kind of doing it backwards. This will help give you an idea of where it sits in the bracket. So tell us about this little hack. We talked about this with Seek in Australia. I'm sure this works with other job boards as well. If a job doesn't have the salary listed publicly, sometimes it's listed in the data for that job but you can't view the salary that they've put in. But if you search jobs in Sydney for this classification between these two salary things, if it gives you that option to search between those two salary levels and the job doesn't come up anymore, then you know that it's outside of that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you say at all salary levels, and there it is at the top, and then you say above 70,000 and it's still there, and then you say above 80,000, it's not there anymore. Okay, well, now we know that it probably doesn't pay 80,000. It probably pays just under that. Smart. They don't know I know this. It's <laughs> another TikTok audio. Shh, they don't know I know this. That's oh, my the- American <laughs> accent. So sorry to my US listeners. 
what is it? They say like, shh, they don't know that I know this hack. And then they do something really obvious and stupid. <laughs> and then, no, but it started from people actually giving that advice. Shh, he doesn't know I know this hack. Well, your cancellation policy says blah, blah, blah. And they give free tickets. Really? That's embarrassing. And then people have started mocking them. Shh, he doesn't know I know this hack. I'm going to punch you in the face. Anyway, also you can look up the Enterprise Agreement or Industrial Instrument. This is specific to Australia. So disregard that if it's not applicable to you. Anyone who's going for a government job, I'm sure this would be the same in other countries. In Australia, if you have an enterprise agreement, which is basically like an agreement to pay certain salaries and you've had to negotiate with all your employees to put it in place, it's a particular set of rules that you have to follow for them. All those salaries and the levels are public information. So for any government department, if I know what level you are and like in the Australian public service, it's like APS5, EL2, they have all these levels, right? If I know what level you are and what department you work for, I can work out pretty much what salary you're on. I might not know exactly which band you're on within that range, but they're all publicly available to download. So see if that's the case, if it's a government job or like a university or something like that, they might have something publicly available. Amazing. And also some things to keep in mind when you're researching. Keep in mind your experience level. Are you just entering? Are you a few years in? Because obviously, like me, looking up salary of a radio journalist, you know, a cadet and being just finished uni is going to be very different to a grade six who's been in it in the industry for 10 years. Exactly. Yeah. And so I guess some people might think, well, I've got that job title, so I should get paid the average for that role. Well, that's not really the case because someone who's done that job for three years before is going to be at a higher level of experience and performance than someone who's just going freshly into that job title. So make sure you keep that into consideration. So if you're brand new and you're going for like a promotion or you're new into that role, maybe look at the salaries that are at the lower end of that range once you've done a bit of research in terms of your expectations. And if you're a few years in, maybe you're more aligning with the midpoint. If you're really experienced, maybe you're getting more at the maximum of what's expected on those on the research that you've done. Also keep in mind the scope of the role. What's the scope of the role, Em? I don't know. <laughs> maybe the scope of things that you have to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like how big the job is that you have to take on. Are you like a radio journalist in a tiny little country town? Are you a radio journalist in a big major city that with the most popular radio network? Those things are going to make a difference and make an impact on where your pay sits within the range that you're looking for. The last thing that can make an impact is the industry you're in as well. If you're in an industry that traditionally has lower profit margins and doesn't make as much money as a company, the salaries that they make are going to be lower. If you're in tech, for example, the salaries are going to be higher because the amount of money that tech companies make and the profit margins are much higher. Therefore, they can afford to spend more on salaries for their team and regularly do. So that will impact what you can be asking for. So if you're going for a role with a tech company, I'd be making sure that you're researching roles specific to tech companies to make sure you're not underselling yourself and you're making sure you're asking for enough to be competitive with that market. So hopefully all of that helps you get a bit of an idea of what you should be asking for. And remember, obviously your current salary comes into it as well. How much do you want to be earning? How much experience do you have? You know, what does the market say as well? And come up with that one number that you're really happy with. Don't make that number be your walk away minimum. I have to at least earn this. Make it a number that you're really excited about. Yeah. And hopefully this episode will make you not want to cry when 
you have to answer the question, what is your salary expectations? And you're like, I really don't know. Yeah, exactly. This will just give you some context to make sure you're confident in that conversation. And if you want to know how to state those salary expectations confidently, it is so hard, trust me, in practice, but do as I say, not as I do, and go and listen to that episode where we talk about negotiating salary. Boom. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone about the show. That's how we hit the charts and we can help even more people with our random TikTok references. For more advice, inspiration, and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss. we've been your job search besties and helped you in some way there's a cool way you can support the show shout us a virtual coffee we get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa if you keep us caffeinated we can keep the content coming <laughs>